0: What's going on, everybody? This is Dr. Chris Featherstone here for yet another episode of The Wrestling Outlaws. I am here with two of the baddest outlaws in town, ladies and gentlemen.
1: Yeah.
0: And Vince Russo. Ah, come on. Come on. I got something I
2: gotta say.
0: What you got, these? All right. Let's party, boys. Very nice. Very nice. All right. Yeah. Imagine a uh, a promo battle between EC3 and Tony Khan. Oh, man. I'm
2: sure there's a lot of blow comments in the... <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man, <laughs> and, yeah, and, and, and it's,
2: it's lines we would say to each other, yes, very you know, line, I'd Up, I'd be like eight ball corner pocket,
0: yes, very nice, and very nice. i like to drag with him any day. And he'd be like, ec three. No, we're not doing it today. No, 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 no. Uh, what? What? Yeah, I knew. I knew, Vince. I knew you were looking for the the sound clip. I knew it was coming. But <laughs> you got Vince. Give me the Tony Khan, Kenny Omega, sound clip. Right?
1: To be in this position, I never wanted to be here, but you made a promise. You already went back in a gentleman's agreement once. You made a promise to him. You said you were going to give him a match. That was BS. He had just gone through two matches, and you can't even promise people matches. I made the matches, and I'm going to tell you right now, Kenny, nine days from tonight, you got time to get ready, man. Nine days from tonight, you have to wrestle in nine days from tonight. On dynamite, live on dynamite, live on dynamite never dynamite! dynamite! Bless his heart. Bless his heart. Bless his heart.
2: We got to get Burt Reynolds and make it a three way dance.
1: There you go. Love
0: dynamite. <clears> Through the really dynamite, man. Uh, let's talk about Darby Alley. Cut a promo. He said this He said, You know, when I was homeless and AEW first started, I begged you guys for a job. You saw nothing in me. Yet I had to sit by and watch all of your S friends. Get hired, your little California crew. Thank God at the time there was an EVP here with a sense of brains, and I'm not talking about Kenny Omega. that's calls um, that that calls Cody Chant to be uh, uh, broke out at AEW. This is well. This is what uh, Meltzer said about uh, this. He called it very Russo. Ah. Hey. Very Russo. He said, that, <laughs> 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 he said uh, I, I thought the Darby Alley was so counterproductive. They aired a the show last week with a hot angle. He comes back and they have his blood, have his blood all over their jackets. He never brings it up. Uh, they b- bring up Sting's son's death with the baseball bat. He never brings it up. They, they beat him up and Sting with a baseball bat, blade him up. He never brings it up. Basically, his interview was to get over Cody Rhodes, the biggest star in WWE, or the biggest baby face in
1: WWE. It was very it was so russo, you know what I mean? Let me let me let me let me tell Dave Meltzer something. Okay, bro. I I promise you, bro, I never produced a a uh in ring in my life. Uh, that triggered the crowd to chant somebody's name from another promotion. You could go, bro, you could go look at my TNA, my WCW, WWE. I promised you I never. I never produced a promo where they would chant somebody else's name from another
0: promotion. Mm-hmm. EC3, uh, you, you have your finger more on the pulse when it comes to uh, the internet wrestling community comments. <laughs> uh, from, from, you, from you diving into your, your forums at times, man, uh, why, why do you think that the IWC, like why, why do you think that Dave Meltzer would call that very Russo?
2: I think a uh, Russo is kind of. Did you ever see Kingpin?
1: Oh, yeah. You know,
2: Harrelson. <laughs>
1: the bowling gimmick.
2: Yeah. yeah. So, like Vince is, unfortunately or fortunately, depending on how you look at it, developed that reputation like, oh, he got Munson out of nowhere. So, like, mm-hmm. something, you know, a Munson was if something went terribly wrong for somebody because, you know, Woody Harrelson lost his hand and yada, yada, yada. So now it's like, if it's, counterproductive crash TV, pointless dribble nonsense where – Talent are probably given the creative freedom and they don't have the, you know, sense of business to get across all the things that have happened to them in the context. So people actually believe it and feel emotion and kind of, you know, it resonates with them. Instead, they just kind of go for buzzwords and bubble talk, you know, because I'm so much into the bubble and the forums, as you say, that therefore Russo has become a derogatory term for shitty TV.
0: Hmm. Vince, what? Uh, what do you think about uh, donning
1: that? Uh, the, being christened? Uh, you know, oh, I could, I, I could give a crap, but bro, there's nothing. There's nothing wrong with you know the guy cutting a shoot promo, but he listen. He he he's been in front of that fan base for four years. He should have he should have realized if he's going to set up the promo that way there is a chance of them chanting Cody's name. Now I I would say Chris and maybe this is where EC3 again. He he's actively in it. I would say bro you don't want them chanting another guy's name from the the competing promotion okay that's what i would say but i'm gonna throw it to ec3 because you know bro listen it's a different time so does it not matter to them that they are chanting a guy's name from the other promotion ec3 does does that not matter today I kind of
2: look at it like you, I guess you can say I subscribe to the uh, Russo school of crap, but uh, no, the whole point of a promo is to put across your business, your character, your company. So I think the last thing you really want is them to chant the name of somebody who is main eventing the biggest show in the world uh in an opposing company it's just it's not right but the problem is so many modern towns especially in that sort of realm that forum market that you talked about that i'm so often in is in a bubble and this bubble is inclusive to you know the 800,000 or so People that reside into it and Protect it with their life and that's Why the business can't grow In certain places because it's so within The bubble that Nothing makes sense to somebody Who hey wrestling's cool Man these guys do you see that commercial These guys do some wild stuff let's turn it On why are they chanting Oh yeah Cody isn't there anymore he's over On Raw you know next like I, It's if I'm doing business, I'm doing business with the company and myself as the priorities, because everything you do is a commercial and an advertisement for your brand and the people that are employing you and paying you. Uh, you work for to their <laughs> brand over in hindsight. So no, it's, I don't like it. Yeah,
1: uh, you know, I mean, Chris, because I, Chris, I, I I heard the Meltzer comment before, but I never actually heard like Darby's promo. Bro, all he had to do was give the credit to Tony Khan. Yeah. Like that, that, that's when you were reading that, that's where I thought he was going. Mm-hmm. I mean, he had to know if he's setting it up that it, that it was Cody, he had to know that crowd was going to chant his name. And it's going to get a, a little within the bubble buzz and some clicks on the
2: you know, dirt sheet sites. But here's what I would never do is that. If I cannot follow through with something that people, you give them the idea and set this idea that they would want to see or, you know, be brought together, that cannot happen within the very, very near future or the near future or the future in general. Why bring it to their attention? If you cannot pay something off, why start something? If you can't finish it, don't start
0: it. Vince, you mentioned... AEW stars kind of having a little bit more carte blanche when it comes to their promos do you think that this is something that Tony Khan like backstage would have talked to Darby about post you know promo
1: I'll be honest with you Chris what what EC three and I just spoke about here I don't think Tony Khan would understand that at all yeah. you know, what right on? I, I guarantee you, Tony Khan put it over that it was a great promo promo and didn't even understand the reverse effect it had by the crowd chanting the name of the top guy in the other promotion. I guarantee you, bro, he didn't I, even see that.
2: And I will double down on that guarantee where he was probably sitting in the gorilla or the go position, depending on where you work, um, hearing it with his, his cans on and going. And looking around And everybody like Wow He did You know Hear that And mm-hmm. then He went back on And then Flipping open his phone And checking the engagement Oh is this is really engaged By A very vocal minority That's talking To each other online So mm-hmm. the engagement Was probably vast Did the Ratings turn around Did people pay money To sit Into a seat To drive from their Dirty Dingy basements Or if they're a family To drive from their home get in the car, pay to park, pay money to sit in an uncomfortable seat for three to four hours surrounded by neofans and fools, like going to a show, getting somebody to spend money to buy a ticket is like the hardest thing we can do. Mm -hmm. Values based on your draw. And did one person buy a ticket now in advance for having seen that? I would dare to say no.
1: Chris, I want to go to your uh, uh, psychology because we just had this on castrating the marks. The WWE, bro, is is is, you know, I think it's fair to say Rhea Ripley is like their top female heel. Is, Is that fair to say? maybe Nia, Nia Jax could argue I guess mm-hmm. but but Rhea Ripley she's with Judgment Day she's a heel the whole 9 yards okay mm-hmm. this is bro where the disconnect is and it's it's really hurting the business and and, and nobody nobody understands this and EC3 will and I want to get your psychological opinion on this so bro there's the uh there's the uh, WrestleMania uh you know access where they let all the dirt sheet, you know, the Housemans and the, the the Saps and all these clowns come and have open access to the wrestlers. Mm-hmm. You've been to these, obviously. You've been to a bunch of them, Chris. Well, Chris, here comes, you know, Hollywood. You know Hollywood is, right? No. Denise, Denise Sausalito, whatever her name is. Okay. Hollywood. She goes by the name of Hollywood. Okay. (laughs) Here comes Hollywood. She's interviewing Rhea Ripley, who's supposed to be a heel. Okay. And, bro, she's playing a game with Rhea Ripley, never have I ever. (laughs) And Rhea Ripley is there laughing and clowning and, you know, like you, you 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 would have thought she was the top baby face. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at this and I'm like, wait a minute. Hollywood is taking this video, putting it on her YouTube channel, yeah. getting all the hits, <clears throat> making all the money, and now you've got Rhea Ripley totally out of the character the WWE has invested millions and millions and millions of dollars in yeah. Chris when 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 I when I when I had vicious Vincent's world of wrestling and I would interview active characters okay active talent bro I would interview them in character to get over what they were the business they were trying to get over yeah. I, I would play along with that to get it over. Bro, why would the WWE allow an outside dirt cheat mark come in, interview a character that they've spent millions of dollars in totally out of character, that she's gonna put on her whips on her YouTube channel and make why would the WWE allow that? What 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 is the what is their mindset? They are content creators.
0: Like it's it's no longer the uh, <clears throat> take your family to the sport Dallas Sportatorium. Th- those days are over. I mean, it, yes, that's a part of the, the the brand. That's a part of the whole, which it still should be. You know, the that, the tradition still really is cool about that. That's where reason I like I like NWA it still has that traditional route to it, but. WWE is a digital media company. I mean, they're, they're. They just had to deal with Netflix. So, I mean, that's that's what they're all about nowadays. So, to the WWE, it's content. <clears throat> it's content that's being created. It's more content, more content, more content. So, as much as we're going to flood the YouTube waves as much as we possibly can, because essentially what happens is people start to tag WWE. And so, as soon as all of those content creators tag WWE, it boosts their algorithms even more to, to, for people people to go to wwe content which causes them to click on it more so from a content creation standpoint it actually helps the wwe when people start putting their stuff on their particular youtube channels and tagging wwe
1: so so ec3 am i being totally irrelevant here that you you just you just kill that character for me
2: Yeah, you're really russo in yourself, aren't you? I I guess. No, like, she's younger, and maybe the old-school mentality wasn't ingrained because she came up straight through developmental. I mean, I met her when she first started. She had a ton of personality, ton of charisma, lovely girl, super happy she's successful. But I think what separates some people is the ability – Like, if you're in the public eye, granted, this is a fun YouTube show, with this other content creator, that maybe you show some humanity and some humility, and you clown a little bit. But I definitely think, as a talent, it's your responsibility to portray who you really are on television, on programming, regardless if it's old-school pro wrestling or content creation 2024. I'm sure if I go see an influencer who's selling workout plans at a gym and I interview him for EC3's Hot Minute, he's going to be the guy he is as the influencer. He's not going to be, you know, a regular civilian. So I think it's just a talent's responsibility to like, we can pull back a little bit. I don't need to be a vicious evil monster, but I can still have some sass and some pizzazz and some biting comments and some intimidation, but at the same time show some humility that I am a regular human being to kind of grab that market
0: to. WWE does put themselves in a pretty precarious position uh, when it comes to that because I'm thinking about things from a PR perspective too, because I have a degree in PR and I'm thinking about If Rhea Ripley were to say, man, I'm not answering your questions, like that would spread like wildfire, you know what I mean? And that uh, ultimately would hurt WWE from a PR standpoint because she didn't come out of character a little bit to answer these questions. So I think a lot of those characters, they're kind of weighing their options on the spot do I be a butthead and say, no, I'm not going to give this person the time of day or do I go out of character a little bit for the sake of, uh, not yeah, but a, Chris, not a Chris, it,
1: it wasn't a little bit. She was full fledged baby face throughout the, it throughout was, the entire, how, throughout, long, how long was it? Oh my God, bro. She went on with this girl for at least six minutes. Really? Playing, so she was out of character for that long? Playing never have I ever. Wow. Yeah, I, I yeah. mean, I, I, you know, bro, yeah. listen, I, I know I'm old school, but bro, uh, come on, E-C-3, bro, for for 20 years, 25 years, people believe The Undertaker was the dead man, bro. Yeah. Why? Because he didn't do stuff like this, bro. That's well, why. Even if you saw
2: taker in public. Right. wore black. Right. He was stoic and intimidating and scary. And you believed who he was. Now he's not he's not really a dead man, I get that. He's not really an undertaker, I get that. But that dude is a seven foot tall badass. And I ain't messing with him. Like so I think that believability is super important. You can play the never have I ever, never have I ever couple things, give it a little bit, but then never have ever played a game so stupid as this. Right. Walk off, you get your five minutes. And you maintain some integrity to what you're portraying.
0: There was kind of like a word association before with T- uh, Taker and Paul Bearer years ago. Somebody played it with them, and Taker was still in character, and Paul Bearer was the one answering the questions for him. And it was like a Q and A type of thing with when it, when it came to that. Here's the thing, too. Like I guess Taker is doing a lot of YouTube work now, right? Mm-hmm. And it's very much
2: being Mark as opposed to Taker mm-hmm. I haven't seen it, but I see, you know, people talking about it, you know, when I'm in the forums, I'm not, I see it through my dumb algorithm that stalks mm-hmm. me, but it's just like fans are like, I can't believe I'm watching the undertaker talk about wrestling the rock as like a normal human being. Like even the fans are kind of like, he did so, so good for so long and kept it up that even this break into who he really is, is like hard for fans to digest. Mm-hmm. So I think there's a balance in between there. Mm-hmm. So, Again, with the PR too, I don't think Triple H or creative is like standing around watching, you know, the social media interviews. It's probably somebody from outside the business who has a PR degree or a social media degree and like sees two people having fun in a good chat. No, that's gotta be great. They don't, they don't understand it either because they didn't come up through the system that's
1: true and when i was there like you talk about pr again chris you my, my first um um dialogue with wwe was 1991 mm-hmm. and there was a pr director by the name of steve planamenta bro if you wanted to interview a talent Chris, it was like Fort Knox. Mm. Like you, you have no idea. And you know, and, and if they did give you a talent, bro, it was the lowest guy on the card. Ugh. I mean, it was Fort Knox. And that's why I see this today. And I'm mm. like, Man, bro, like you're just you're you're, you're killing the illusion for Bro, you want to hear some fascinating. Uh, You guys will appreciate this because I talked with Al about this today. EC3. Right. So, Chris, I just go to Disney World with my family and my granddaughters. Right. So this is exactly what I'm talking about. So, bro, there are lines you want. You want to meet Minnie Mouse. There's a line a mile long. So, bro, I'm waiting online with my five year old granddaughter, and I'm getting so hot cutting promos to my granddaughter. You know why? You know why, Chris? Why is that? Because grown, you know what? Adults were taking their picture with Minnie Mouse? Oh These man! because it was adults. But my point is. Bro, these idiots actually thought they were with Minnie Mouse. (laughs) Why? Because that's the illusion that was created. These people didn't take off their heads to get a breather. Grown, you know what, adults thought they were getting their picture taken with Minnie Mouse. That's what I'm talking about, bro. That's the illusion that Walt Disney created. And bro, that's not changed from day one. The, 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 the characters, Chris, still do not talk. They don't have a combo. Everything is pantomime and movements and hugs and this and all that stuff. And adults believe, oh, that there's Minnie Mouse. Yeah,
0: yeah. And well, I think, you know, you don't have Minnie Mouse. Uh, taking selfies with people and put it on uh, on X saying I had a great day. It was I pulled to twelve hours today. I'm so sweaty underneath right. this. Right, <laughs> exactly, right. Yeah, you don't you don't do that. So with WWE, you do unfortunately. So it's breaking away the kayfabe from it too. So that's the mm. unfortunate part. We don't have wow. to be the '70s and the '80s, but we have. I mean, if you really
2: want to make people believe. You have to believe Mm because if you believe, then they believe. And the moments when people suspend disbelief and you actually feel it that maybe don't happen nearly as much are the moments that make this crazy worth it. Like, I don't know. Yeah, we invented a WrestleMania, had a fantastic match with Flair last year, and like you know, one, and you could see like a real moment took place for her because that was like a life's achievement and you know she believed that then so i don't know if like breaking completely down to be a totally normal civilian is the best move but then again it is what it is and we're just old men yelling at a cloud
1: i believe though i do believe this bro i think those uh post uh Press conferences, bro. I think they're going to go away after WrestleMania. Hmm. I'm I'm predicting the last one's going to be WrestleMania. Yeah,
0: I've been to one. I mean, I really don't see the purpose of it. I mean, it was just you know, I was there, and I can give you all types of breaking the fourth wall type of things that they do there. <laughs> that that'll be interesting uh, for people to know. But I, you know, it's it's what it, it's about. <clears throat> They 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 have those throughout sports. I mean, it's reporters reporting. That's just kind of like the exchange when you have with sports and media. It's this, there's there's just lifetime exchange of the media puts the sports. They 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 do exposure to the sport, and the sport co- offers the content. For the media to expose them, for them to get more notoriety. But that's, that's, real, that's, that's, real. But that's real, Chris. Right. So here's my point, So my so so the thing is, the WWE is trying to mimic that, and but the problem with the the WWE doing it though is that you have. People who aren't necessarily professional. They, you, not, not, I can't kill everybody there. I've met I've met a, some really good professionals like Chris Fanfleet. I don't put him over. He, he's, he's he's a pro man. He, he's he's very professional. I met him. Very nice guy. Uh, uh, Jamail, his producer, really really cool dude. And I, I there's people who are professional who's about being professional, but there's other people. You know, I, I, and I met a bunch. <laughs> There's a lot of
1: people who are so elated Bro. to ask Cody Rhodes a question. You know how oh, you, you know how you know who those people are. How do you know? Is the first thing they say. You ready? E C three. Yeah. First off, you shake their hands and they're
2: clammy.
1: Yeah. Here's the first thing they say. You ready? Ready? This one gets me all the time. I think I know where you're going. Congratulations. Yes. <laughs> Congratulations on your victory, bro! Right there, G- game over, game over, bro. I'm sorry, game over.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's people who are looking for the like they don't know. They're, it's like the Chris Farley effect. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> it's like you, you, you remember when you, you beat beat uh, you won the Royal Rumble and Cody's like, yeah, they're like, uh, that, that, that was awesome. You know what I mean? And, then, and that's all you. Got right?
1: and and here's the worst thing though, bro. This is the part that drives me crazy half of it they're working and the other half they're shooting, yes, in the same with yes. the same press conference. Yeah. And I'm like, guys, like, what are you? Like, yeah. you, you, you it drives me freaking nuts, bro. I'm nuts, the reporters, the reporters
2: blow, yeah. I think Triple H does a good job though, of holding the line where you can kind of reveal some business and the business thoughts behind things without. Totally going overboard on a work or a shoot. I think you navigate that well.
0: Yeah, to your point, Vince, a lot of reporters is, congratulations on your match. How long have you been waiting to do this? You know, yeah. man, like it's just kind of like, really? That's, that's, that's all you got? Yeah, it, it's a wild world out there, man. Now, let's talk about Billy Jack Haynes. Speaking of wild world, uh, he got accused of killing his wife, um, who was suffering from dementia, about 15 years older than he was. Uh, so the question is that uh, that's being put on the on the topic today was, was it a mercy killing? In your opinion, Um, this is alleged, and uh, she was the best friend's. um, She was Billy's best friend's mother, and 15 years his senior. So, uh, EC3, man. Well, we'll, you know, we'll start with you when it comes to Billy Jack Hayes. Wasn't a mercy killing. I, I'm not touching this one. No. No, it's all alleged. It's all alleged. This is your. Um,
2: I do not know the circumstances. I do know nothing of I'd never met Billy. Um, I don't know anything of the uh, marriage or the scenario. I mean, he's charged with murder. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I will just allow, as Bruce Pritchard said, the fine u s court system and justice system to get to the truth.
1: Vince Russo, what do you think? Bro, I will say this because I do have some experience when it comes to this, Chris. Because my mother passed away from dementia,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and bro, it just it, it it's such a it's such a slow build, and yeah. it it gets to the point, Chris. Like honestly, like there is no quality of life like whatsoever, you know, it's, but you you know, bro, my my father in my mother's, you know, waning years, bro, he took care of her 24 7. She could not do anything for herself and there's no quality of life and bro, it got to the point that he just could not take care of her anymore. Mm. So I, 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 I listen. I don't know the circumstances or anything like that, bro. But I will tell you, when when you have somebody that close to you that you love that much, and you just see every day deteriorating yeah. more and more and more. Like I, 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 I hate to say it, Chris, but if that were the case, I could understand it. Because I saw it, bro. I I saw what it was like.
0: My mother-in-law passed away from dementia less than a year ago. So uh, I I definitely can relate as well uh, as you can, uh, Vince. Uh, And just... Dementia, I can – there's so much, you know, when it comes to just the the psychological um, explanation of dementia. But to your point, Vince, it it does very much deteriorate deteriorate you cognitively to the point where you're just – I mean, you're not, you're not functioning. I mean, a lot of times you're even in a vegetative state, you know what I mean? Um, and then of course, Alzheimer's is a severe form of that. And it goes further and further, you know, from dementia to Alzheimer's and it's, it's, it's terminal. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't, you don't just unless a miracle from God, you don't, you don't just pop up and say, Oh, okay, I'm done. You know what I mean? Like when you have like a lot of other illnesses and even, even cognitive issues, like people can come out of comas for instance. Right. But, but when it comes out, uh, when it's dealing with dementia, that's something that it's, it's a terminal illness. It just gets worse and worse and worse and worse. And, worse. and you're, you're, you're slowly witnessing someone getting worse and worse until their death. I mean, just, Functionally, just just from an everyday perspective, just looking at that and and seeing that is just to the people who are to the caretakers, to the close friends, to the close family. I mean, that stuff is just heartbreaking, man. You know, just to see someone terminally, you know, deteriorate like that. Um, As far as it being a mercy killing, man. I broke this down on pancakes and power slams uh, uh, quite a bit when it comes to the criminology and the psychology of a mercy killing Uh, and whether I thought it was a, it's potential. Do I, do I know it's a mercy killing? No, I don't know. I don't, I I don't, he hasn't said this was a mercy killing. So, you know, legally it's all speculation, could it be a mercy killing? Perhaps. You know, I mean, th- that that's an option in this of it being a mercy killing. Uh, but from what the I did some research on, on Billy Jack Haynes, watch a couple shoot interviews from him. And uh, some some people were commenting on my videos and through me on socials as far as knowing Billy Jack Haynes and his family. And they were just saying, like, he was a nice guy, but he uh, can get very, very angry and rageful. And he's actually admitted that he was diagnosed as a sociopath. So someone with sociopathy, um, there's a lot of there's a lot of things about sociopaths that have very very skewed or very affected very negative relationships with people uh, a lot of times sociopaths just don't like people um, he was abused as a child he uh, a family member sexually abused him. and sociopathy is more uh, it's more nurture than nature so psychopathy is typically n- genetic in, in, in many ways sociopathy is typically viewed as non-genetic that means it's, it's there's something that someone experienced throughout their childhood that's developed them to be a sociopath so with Billy Jack Haynes his relationship with people in general has been very jaded you know because of untreated childhood traumas and so a lot of the stuff for trauma responses when it comes to sociopathy so I I would say that a lot of his relationships with people uh, he's even talked about his, previous relationships, the fact that he doesn't get sexually intimate, that he doesn't get aroused because of his abuse. He's he's said a lot of that in previous interviews before, too. So I can imagine just the sociopathy and her being in a state of dementia, him having to take care of her. There's a lot of factors there that could have. Again, I'm, I'm giving you from a clinical and criminal criminology standpoint. There's a factor that could cause him to blow up so that is possible for him to say I'm tired of this, I'm enraged I don't want to deal with this anymore so it's not necessarily a mercy killing but it is in a sense because she's going through all this, she doesn't need to be going through all these things anymore so it becomes a mercy killing that way but at the same time with his sociopathy he could have he could have thought of from a standpoint of I'm tired of this. I'm tired of her. He's trying to ask her to do something. She really can't get it. He's he blew up like there. That's possibilities again. Those are those are scenarios that could happen uh, in this. So that that's basically the clinical answer when it comes to uh, this Billy Jack Haynes incident. Um, any other thoughts on that? Nope. That's heavy.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I I I just want to go on the record saying when my dementia kicks in, uh, I would like I would like EC3 to take care of me. I want to I want to move in with him and cool. I, want, I want you to take care of me hand and foot. Is that OK? It's absolutely. I would do nothing less for you. Thank you very much. Very you. Nice.
0: Let's talk about uh, John Cena. What's that, East? I'd be really getting (laughs) Russo-ed.
2: You hear the ideas he's coming up with?
0: Yeah, Yeah. can you imagine? (laughs) That'd be tremendous, bro. That would be. That would be. Let's talk about... uh... John Cena shared his thoughts on, uh, on the Howard Storm show about uh, Vince. This is what he said. He said, right now what I'm going to do is love the person I love to be their friend. There's a saying, you don't know who your friends are until S happens uh, hits the fan on, or your back is against the wall. That doesn't make any of what's going on any easier to swallow, but just telling someone, hey, I love you. Man, this is going to be a hill to climb. We're going to see what happens. It sounds so cliche, but it has to be one day at a time. At the same token, I've openly said I love the guy. I have a great relationship with the guy. So that's that. This is what Randy Orton said. I've got to say this. I wouldn't be where I am without Vince McMahon taking a chance on me a handful of times. I would not be where I am today without Vince McMahon. But F, I'm reading this S with what you've seen and read, I've seen and read. As far as commenting on that, it's eff- it effing hurts my heart. It hurts my heart. Vince Russo, your thoughts on the remarks of John Cena and Randy Orton when it comes to Vince
1: McMahon? I, I just Chris, listen. I I because I'm I'm reading Cena's comments and I'm like. Bro, he is going to get hammered for this, man. right? And Chris, listen, man, EC3, like you know, bro, all three of us, like we're we're Christian guys, and you're you're supposed to love thy enemy. Man. I mean, you know, so in in this case, regardless of Vince of what what he's accused of or, or whatever, you somehow, some way, you're supposed to be able to show love. I, I just wish, you know, if I so you, you, I, I knew Cena was going to get killed for this. There's no way he's not going to get killed for this. I, I just wish he would have said, you know, bro, you can love him. And he, you know, same thing with Orton, bro. He could have, you know, made your career this, that, and the other thing. But man, if, if it's me, I'm going to say all that. But I'm also going to say, but if he's found guilty, of these charges then he's gonna at, le- at least say then he's gonna have to take full response at least say something like that mm-hmm. you know I mean to just come out yeah I love the guy you know like regardless of everything I'm reading about him everything he may have done I still love the guy I understand that but I just wish they they, they would have said something like you know if you know if he is found guilty uh, you know that that that's all. I'd love to know how, how, what EC3 thinks because EC EC3 knows Cena, so
2: yeah, I know, I know them both and Cena quite yeah. well. And yeah. uh, I mean, to them, that is a father figure. Like to them, that is like uberly super important, and the relationships were super close based on everything they did for each other they did together. So you're gonna get hammered no matter what whatever you say you know i think john's you know john has a lot on the line with a really public career i remember being a uh, was on instagram there's this web or uh, handle big strong fast it's the bell brothers their strength gym in sacramento but they were doing an interview with Cena, and they asked him about steroids and like even TRT and doctor prescribed hormones and things like that. And he gave the most political possible answer to say it's not necessary for him. If it ever was, perhaps I would, but I haven't and I don't need to. And I remember going through the comments and it was just destroying him just so like, you know, it's a lose-lose question. Mm-hmm. And a lose-lose scenario like even i come in like i actually know this guy i've trained with this guy he is like impeccable with his training and like putting his body through the absolute best like i would i would tend to believe him in this moment now i don't know for sure but then like i got hammered for defending the guy i actually know who I watched train with diligence and be like the most disciplined athlete short of myself no but like one of the most disciplined people possible that maybe i mean maybe he's lying but maybe he's not this though like yeah i think that caveat if vince added it if john added something like that would have maybe saved him some backlash but at the same time if your father is being skewed over the fires and you know him or at least you think you know him or you know a part of him but maybe you don't know everything about him it's probably very hard to stomach and put into words so mm-hmm.
0: let me ask you this so Vince has been been a father figure to a lot of people throughout uh, the time in WWE I think Vince Russo you have even mentioned that he was to you at a point in time so think of it from a family standpoint and this is kind of like an all play question here for for the both of you if your father either one of your fathers were arrested for right now it's a it's a civil offense it's not even a criminal offense so say for instance they were arrested from a uh, for a civil offense that's sexual re- related trafficking so to speak and you Knew that that, your father was prone to act that way as far as, yes, my father is narcissistic. He he, he does have an issue with having a power trip. So it wouldn't surprise me that, you know, if guilty, it wouldn't surprise me uh, if uh, those allegations were true. It wouldn't surprise me from a public eye. Both of y'all, both of y'all public figures. How would you answer a, a question from an interview posed to you regarding your father? Uh, and if the same situations, or same allegations were placed in them? My, like a father figure
2: or my father, we are that close. We have that relationship where I think out of respect, I would ask him personally. Because knowing I'm going to have to go into public And I have a lot on the line I'm going to be asked about this Like Should I have your back 100% And I think the father figure Should have enough respect and honor For the person they've I didn't want to say groomed But I did Groomed or brought up or gave so much to Where that father figure could be like Just say what you have to say And like I understand And I think uh, that would cause a lot of issues to go away where you can you know you cannot defend this behavior regardless of like the amount of it is true just assume one percent of it's true you still can't defend it so I think the father figure would give you the pass to say what you need to say and protect yourself and I love you son
1: Hmm. yeah what do you think Vince Uh, well Chris first of all I think there's a huge difference between your father and a father figure there's a huge difference because, you know, bro, come on, let's face it, man. Your father, you, you, you literally came out of your father. So there is a real psychological, mental, you, you name it, there is a real bond with your father. Bro, I'm gonna bring up what Vince McMahon said to me that I'll never forget. Vince, if you knew who I really was, you wouldn't like me. Well, the same goes for John Cena. I guarantee you the same goes for John Cena. If, if 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 Vince is telling me if you knew the real me, well, I promise you John Cena did not know the real him because mm. everything I've ever seen about Cena and, and read about Cena, I don't think he would like the type of verse, person Vince McMahon would be either. So, I, I mean, Chris, like, like, bro, I've said this all along with with what is going on with this whole thing. And, and I'm sure John Cena would agree, bro. I, ho- I hope none of this is true. Seriously, for for everybody's sake. I hope none of this is true because this is this is bad for so many people. Yeah. But at the end of the day, bro, if it is true then he deserves the punishment what whatever that is but you know again you if if somebody is a father figure to you bro you don't know what they're doing behind closed doors you you're not with that person 24/7 i mean cena worked for vince he wasn't hanging out with Vince at his house, you know, when they weren't on the road. Like, so th- th- there, there, there was a lot about Vince that he probably did not know. Yeah. I, I will yeah. say, go ahead, Lee. Go ahead, Yeah, I, mean, I definitely
2: agree with that, the differential between a father and father figure. But I think the relationship's being so close that if that man who's being accused has any respect, For you, you will give you the right to do what you have to do in public to protect yourself and everything you built. I agree with that.
0: Yeah, I will say this, though, from a clinical perspective, um, there's not necessarily a huge difference between a father and a father figure when you're thinking of attachment theory. So a lot of times the father figure what's considered a father figure was there in replacement of the father. So, when you're taking attachment theory assessments and things like that, my father, say for, some, for instance, their father was never there, the father abandoned them, the father passed away, things like that. So, a father figure can be just as uh, strong as a father's concern. Now, when you're using the term father figure, as you're explaining events, that's someone who has the ability to have that paternal authoritative, but highly touted respect, you know, when it comes to that, that's, that's father figure in quotations. But not really, though. I mean, that, that, there's a way more to that from an attachment theory standpoint to say that that's a father figure. But it's really not. To your point, Vince, you don't even know. You know, if you really knew me behind closed doors, you, will, you wouldn't know. You wouldn't even want your father to say that. You know what I mean? Right, right. Better you had a father figure. So yeah. go ahead, EC3. You you're about to say
2: something. No, no, I agree. And I was just thinking like. You know i've had a lot of i get you can call it second father too right mm-hmm. chris yep. like I, I don't think i would have another father figure you know sort of papa vince over there but uh that that vince, vince was so mm-hmm. but my father's been there since day one for me every day ever so i never had the detachment where i needed a another father figure i was just fortunate enough to have a very good group of men in certain aspects of my life become a secondary one and sure. guide me and you know build me up and so the attachment between my father and other people that I look up to greatly is totally different.
1: So yeah. Yeah. see that's why Chris, when you talk about father and father figure, bro, a real, a real, real father is not going to let you down bro a real father is not going to let you down
0: yeah i would even say a father figure wouldn't do that too I yeah. mean, I, I think yeah. that that person is there in your life to be the inspiration, uh, oftentimes, that your father was never to you. So yeah. if that person's a father figure, they're not hiding a bunch. They shouldn't, at least, be hiding a bunch of skeletons from you and telling you that if you really know who I was. I mean, that's that's destroying. Like, imagine saying that to a 13-year-old boy, you're his father figure, and say, if you really know who I was. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. It do not matter if you're 13 or 50. That father figure in your life is still going to have that much weight in what he says to you. So, if he's so, if someone, if you view someone as a father figure and he's talking about, Hey, if you really know who I was, I mean, that's that's, yeah. I mean, that's piercing, man. Yeah. So, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll see that's where this that's, nuts. that's yeah. nuts. Yeah, it really is. Oh, hey, you know what they say, guys, you don't shit where you eat. Mm. That's what they say, man. <laughs> we'll, we'll land on that. <laughs> so can, this, uh, heavy last 25 minutes, guys. I'm yes, yes, very heavy. Yes, indeed. Very man. heavy. Very heavy. Uh, lots of criminology and psychology, man. But uh, this stuff is... This stuff lights me up, man. I absolutely love it. I, I can talk about this more than wrestling. I,
1: and I really do. I mean, just to, like, just say one more thing. You know, bro, if, if any of these allegations are true when it comes out, I swear to God, bro, I feel bad for guys like Cena and Orton. Sure. Like, I really yeah, do. Absolutely. Like, my God, bro. Like, the, I I It breaks my
2: heart Double for success It
1: just It does It just It breaks my heart When you think a guy When you think Somebody you look up to Is one way Yep. And all of a sudden, my God, bro, that's that sucks. And it doesn't matter
0: how old you are. You no, can be 50 years no, old and I no, can destroy a man yeah. that can absolutely destroy them. Yeah. When someone's a father figure to you and you realize he's so much different than what you portrayed him as, as far as your relationships, that is absolutely destroying to anyone. Really. I don't want to harp
2: on it, but like.
0: Imagine the moments you've
2: had, like with Giants, You main event WrestleMania. You win the championship, you come back, and there's a guy, and he's just standing there giving you And then you hug him, and you just feel that. And it's like, like, to have that pulled away, all those great memories.
0: Yeah, yeah. There was always a string attached. There was always an underlying something, like, you know, to all – All those memories, you know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah. If the allegations are true, what'd you say, EC3? I said, I love you, Dad. EC2. There you go. We got EC3 in the building. We got Vince Russo in the building. I'm Dr. Chris. Uh, This is the Wrestling Outlaws. Have a good night, everybody. Solo.